David charging down the ice. He's got a stick. He's in. Backhand. One year, one and a half year here. Uh, get me more confidence. For sure, I'm stronger and faster. And I feel like I'm growing up for person and player a lot. Feels like I'm like ready to get the new step for the NHL. Now McDavid across the drive, scores 100 points for Leon. Uh, we can learn from what we went through, and everyone's pissed off about it. I think that's the best way to, to describe it, but there's a taste in everyone's mouth that's very, um, you know, that no one likes. We need to find a way to, to not have that taste, and, it, and we've had it four out of five years here, so we know we need to do better. Well, hello, hello. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for joining me here on the Locked On Oilers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1260 and the Two Guys in a Goalie podcast. You want to connect with me, hit me up on Twitter at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers. On today's show, we'll just recap the Oilers 3 2 win. Yeah! That's right. Yeah. Big uh, win for the Oilers to sweep uh, the Ottawa Senators uh, on Tuesday night. We'll get to the question of the day. Who's sizzling? Who's fizzling? Cliche of the game. We'll get to some audio from Josh Archibald and Dave Tippett and some news from around the NHL. No guests today. We'll have one tomorrow to tee up Edmonton, Montreal. That should be a fun, fun game. Let's get right to it. Oilers win 3-2 to sweep the Sens. They're now 4-0 on the season versus Ottawa. Uh, It was, uh, yeah, it wasn't a pretty win, but sometimes you got to win ugly, and that's what it was. Koskinen was beat on the first shot of the game, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on here? But he was able to settle down. It's a good deflection by Connor Brown there to give the Ottawa Senators a 1-0 lead. Oilers would tie it up just over four minutes later as Nurse gets on the board. Rink wide pass, it's Archibald inside, drops it back. Nurse, a hard shot, scores! Nurse puts that right through Marcus Hartberg. Now, uh, if you're an Ottawa fan, you were pretty upset on that one. Uh, a brutal goal for Hogberg to give up there, but Nurse nonetheless uh, with his fifth of the season Keeps his uh, great season going here as he would tie the game. Later on, it would be the young man or the old man. I don't know. What do you guys want to call him? Evan Bouchard with just with a nice little uh, deft uh, wrist shot there that uh, finds its way to the back of the net. Bouchard, another shot, scores! And Bouchard sneaks that through. That's another bad one for Hogberg. Man, he's been impressive. Again, when Bears back, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Dave Tippett did, uh, was asked that today. We'll get to that in the third segment, but... Yeah, man, he's been impressive, and and it's um, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Uh, we'll continue going with the game recap here, as uh, the orders would add uh, one more in the second period, and it came early, and it was a nice one. But did Hogberg overplayed again, like he did uh, in the second game on that dry sidle shot? First down the right, ten minutes tonight. As Barry moves in, shoot scores. Barry puts that by Hogberg. Yeah, that one was ugly as well. And Hogberg uh, was yanked after that. Matt Murray came in. Tyson Barry with his second of the night. He's really coming on. Hell of a goal there. And uh, the Oilers would take a 3-1 lead. 
Evgeny Dadanov would score one minute into the third on a bad read by Slater Cuckoo. I'm a big Cuckoo guy, but man, yeah, Mike Riley with the outlet pass there and Dadanov snuck in behind the Oiler defenseman there and he would uh, make it a 3-2 game. Koskinen would shut the door the rest of the way as uh, they couldn't find the tying goal and the Oilers get uh, an ugly win. I mean, they were outshot heavily, heavily in this game in the final 40 minutes, uh, 30 to 10. Uh, not their best effort, but hung on. Koskinen was good with 40 saves. You got to put it into context. I see a lot of people online saying he was great. He stole the game. He made in the third period, I thought he made two really good saves on good opportunities, but you got to look at the context of the shots. A lot of them were just saves that a NHL goaltender should make. So he was good. It's nice to see him bounce back. And now the Oilers have two guys feeling good, which is a, an extreme positive for this team. I'd say uh, he still makes you nervous in that third period. Every shot that went through the net, you're kind of like, uh-oh. But uh, the big Finn was able to hold it down and get the Oilers a win. Bouchard good once again, but plays a low of 13 minutes. That was the lowest for defenseman Turris. Yeah, this guy's fighting it. Uh, he was the lowest for forwards with just over eight minutes and uh, not much going there for Kyle Turris. Uh, the orders do need more from this guy. It's going to be interesting to see when, uh, if he doesn't start producing or doing more out there, uh, if he comes out of the lineup at any point this season or gets bumped down to that fourth line. But yeah, the Oilers uh, outshot, outplayed in that final 40 minutes, 30 to 10. Uh, and then it was weird on the post game show. People were upset, like really upset about it. And uh, they weren't happy with, it. <laughs> well, if they play like that, they're not going to win many games. Well, you know what? You're not going to play every game uh, at your best. You're not going to be exciting every game. Like it, Obviously, you want that. You want to see that. But, hey, sometimes you win ugly, and that's what it was for the Edmonton Oilers. And they get another two points, and that's all that matters. Again, strong game for JJ and that line with Archibald and Ennis. Chikaira really playing well in the last three games. Got something going here. Hopefully, he can continue it in that line. I mean, the bottom six is finally getting some secondary scoring. Archibald, Kyra, Alex Chason, and Devin Shore all picked up points last night. And uh, <laughs> But happy to see JJ Kyra playing well. I think, uh, well, I'll speak for myself. I thought uh, he was done, especially with how Gaetan Haas played in the first couple games. And I thought Devin Shore was playing better, but he's uh, he, he was put on notice and he has responded. Special teams, power play 0 for 2 on the night, and the PK went 2 for 2. Of course, they killed off that huge double minor to Archibald for high sticking when it was 3 1. Uh, the Oilers did an excellent job killing that double minor off, so kudos to the PK there. How about this, guys? Oilers lead the NHL with most goals in the first period with 18. Wow. Oilers win for the first time. This is crazy. Since November 28th, 2017, without a point from either McDavid or Dreisaitl. How crazy is that? When I saw this, I was like, and he, I got to give props to Jack Michaels. He tweeted it out. He had this stat, so I won't take credit for it. But uh, wow, that is truly truly amazing and uh, it's always a, a positive and a benefit and, and for the Edmonton Oilers when you can win a game wasn't your best game we all know that we all watched it but when McDavid and Dreisaitl don't get a point that's awesome that's awesome and that's what you need you need sometimes these guys are off or they're not just feeling it or they're being shut down you need guys like Arch you need guys like Shore you need guys like Chase on to step it up and that's what happened last night they got three goals and the goalie only allowed two boom you win so uh that's just crazy i i couldn't believe it and then uh orders now tied with the montreal canadians for most goals by their defense with 11 
That's three crazy stats. So you know what that means. All right, all right, all right. Damn straight, Matthew McConaughey. That is cool. So yeah, the Oilers went 3-2. They sweep the Sens this week to kick off their road trip. 3-1 on Monday, 3-2. Two different games. The Monday one was a hard-working effort. You love to see it. Yesterday, they played well. And I don't think they were terrible. Uh, they just not a lot of sh- shots on net. The third period, some guys looked a little gassed there, but... Hey, man, uh, they were good enough and they got three goals. And, and when your goalie um, plays well, you're going to win a lot of these games. And so you move on forward to Montreal. Montreal's in action tonight, man. So it's a perfect opportunity to jump on them tomorrow. And we'll see what Montreal does tonight with the uh, as they take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, coming up next, we'll hear from Josh Archibald, who's been uh, really impressive this season. I know you impressed last season. He got the contract. He earned the contract. Josh Archibald coming up next on the Lockdown Orders podcast with Hernan Salas. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and my personal favorite, carrot cake. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast, I'm your host, Hernan Salas. Don't forget to download and subscribe on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes. Guys, the the, uh, podcast is doing great. Tons of downloads, and I truly appreciate all the support. I know yesterday was a tough day for media across the across Canada here in Edmonton, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Hamilton. Hopefully a lot of, a lot of the uh, these talented media folks um, land on their feet soon here. So uh, once again, it was a tough day yesterday, tough for everybody. And and I'm telling you, it's tough to do radio and podcasts when uh, friends and colleagues are, are let go like that. So um, yeah, sending all my love and uh, positive energy to all my friends and colleagues that were let go yesterday. We're going to get to some audio as Josh Archibald uh, met with the media today. Josh Archibald this season has three goals, one assist in 15 games. He's a minus one. He's averaging about 12 minutes of ice time. He has 48 hits, which leads the Oilers. He's sixth in the NHL in hits, and he's just a little spark plug and uh, can play up and down your lineup on the first, second, third, fourth line, and he's just a little a little bugger out there, kind of like a Yamamoto. So um, Josh Archibald has been a a nice addition to this Edmonton Oilers team. He started off slow last season, remember? And then he really came on, earned that two-year deal. And now he's uh, now he's one of the Oilers mainstays in that bottom six who can moonlight in the uh, top six if needed. And we see that already a few times with the Edmonton Oilers where we've seen him play with Connor McDavid and, and kind of move up and down the lineup. So Josh Archibald really, uh, really finding... Um, a niche here in Edmonton and, and you got to love it. He's uh, He's been a solid, solid player. All right, let's get to Josh Archibald and uh, we'll kick it off with uh, this as uh, Josh Archibald was asked after a slow start for his team, looks like they're starting to turn it around. What is the difference? I think we've just, uh, you know, gelled as a team um, over these last couple of weeks. Uh, no preseason games didn't really help us, but I think the fact that, you know, we're sticking to our systems, we're playing our game, we're not trying to be too fancy, we're not trying to do too much. Uh, you know, we're just playing simple hockey right now and I think that's really helping us. Yeah, no, definitely looks like they're starting to uh, gel here and and, and uh, fixing up some of the uh, issues that were hampering this team when they were three and six. All right, uh, how about Josh Archibald on his role with this team where he can be used up and down the lineup? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you just go out and do what you're asked, um, you know, you, you give it your all, shift to shift, uh, coach is going to reward you and, you know, I've been put in some situations um, 
that's helped me be successful. And whether it's, you know, it's first line or fourth line or anywhere in between or on the penalty kill, you know, I just got to continue to play the way that I play and, you know, bring the intensity. And uh, I think that's helped me a lot so far this year. Yeah, no doubt about that. We saw it last night. Uh, the secondary scoring showed up. Uh, four guys in the bottom six for the forward group scored. You got goals from three defensemen and Dreisaitl and McDavid did not chip in with a point and you still won. That's always a positive. But Josh was asked about the pressure of secondary scoring. Yeah, I think secondary scoring is uh, obviously really important. Uh, when you guys got guys like Connor and Leon, um, you know, they do a lot of the workload. They take a lot of the uh, the uh, workload for uh, us bottom six players and make it a little easier for us. But at the same time, you know, we got to make it easy on them too. Um, you know, they can't get three or four points a night. I know everybody hopes and wishes that they can, but at the same time, you know, the bottom six, uh, we got to step up and uh, provide for the team and help out too. So, you know, just over these last few games to be able to do that, uh, I think it gives everybody on the team a boost, but especially the bottom six that, you know, we're, we're capable of scoring too and uh, we can help out in any way true that true that all right one last one here from josh archibald and uh, he was asked if uh, in these multiple game series how much is the intensity going up game after game yeah i think uh you know just playing back to back like this and two game series or even three game series there's a lot of uh you know bad blood boils over and you don't you don't get those 10 11 games in between like you used to you're playing back to back so you know it's a lot of fun um you know there's a lot of battles out there and you know you just got to keep pushing forward right that was josh archibald meeting with the media today in montreal as they get set to take on the canadians on thursday and then they're off for three days they won't see them back until monday when they take on the winnipeg jets we're going to get to the news of the day in this segment as uh dave tip is kind of lengthy there so we got a lot to get to in this third segment but before we do hey if you're looking to get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new locked on today podcast peter bukowski hosts locked on today a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes subscribe to locked on today wherever you get your podcasts right we got some waiver action today as the ottawa senators have placed artem anisimov on waivers the canucks place again louis erickson and the dallas stars uh defenseman Taylor Fadoon, former Edmonton Oiler, uh, also placed on waivers today. We'll see what happens tomorrow, if they were claimed or not. So more news from around the NHL. If Kenny Malkin left practice early, uh, Coach uh, Mike Sullivan said he had an irritation in his eye that was bothering him, which is why he took him off the ice just out of caution. So obviously doesn't seem uh, serious at all there. Lanny, Patrick Liney, how about that story, eh? Uh, got into it with one of the assistant coaches, was a little rude, disrespectful. Respectful. That's why he was benched. But today, Ports said he's back in the lineup. All is forgotten. They are moving on. And Patrick Liney also said, we've moved on. And so, uh, yeah, the Finn uh, looking to bounce back there with his new team. Already some controversy there. What, three, four games in? It's just out, uh, unreal sometimes uh, what goes around uh, the NHL. But hopefully that works out. He's far too talented. Torts, I get it. I mean, if you're disrespecting someone, uh, you have to put your foot down. So I was a little hard on Torts. I know a few days ago, but I get it. I get it. And one last one here. The Washington Capitals have added former NHLer Michael Pekka as a player development coach. He will join head coach. Coach Peter Laviolette's staff 
and primarily work with players on the taxi squad this season. And yesterday, after the Vegas game, uh, their uh, media avail was uh, called off out of uh, precaution. So we're waiting to hear if there's more uh, COVID cases here. It's becoming a mess here in the NHL. So knock on wood, nothing is uh, going to impact the season any further here. And hopefully that was, like you said, out of caution. And, and hopefully no more players or staff members are dealing with COVID there in Vegas. And only two games on the NHL schedule. The New York Rangers are home to the Boston Bruins. And a fun one at 5.30 Edmonton time. Toronto Maple Leafs on the road to take on the Montreal Canadiens. Oilers next opponent. All right, guys. In the third segment, we'll uh, keep talking some Oilers. We'll get to uh, who's fizzling, who's sizzling, game cliches, and all that fun. We'll also look forward to Montreal and hear from the head coach, Dave Tippett. I'm Hernan Salas on the Locked On Oilers podcast. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. The NHL is well underway, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore and get in on the action. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Last segment here on the Locked On Oilers podcast for this Wednesday, February 10th. Another cold one here in Edmonton. I think we're sitting right now at about minus 30. Whew, been a cold couple of, well, a cold, cold couple of weeks here in Edmonton. But to be honest, we've had, uh, we've been lucky. We've had some good weather up until now. So uh, we only got one month, one month to go. And then hopefully March, April, we start, we start feeling that spring feeling. Uh, just thoughts on the game from last night. I was talking about Evan Bouchard and how I don't see him coming out of the lineup. What about, I, I really like the, the pairing of Nurse and Barry. I think they work better than what I've seen from Nurse and Bear, but where do you slide Bear? And then I'll be honest, Larson's been a lot better. Lagason is impressing. Uh, that pairing, kind of similar players, very similar. Not a lot of offense, both stay-at-home guys. Uh, sometimes they struggle. Well, I shouldn't say sometimes. They struggle moving the puck at times, uh, but they're solid defensively, so... Uh, I mean, are you going to split up that one? So then it comes down to Evan Bouchard playing with Cuckoo or Russell. And then, yeah, I got to throw Bear in there as well. So for me, I'm keeping uh, Bear and Nurse. And that is your question of the day. Would you keep Tyson Berry with Darnell Nurse going forward once Bear returns and the emergence of Bouchard? Like, what do you do? So who would you like to see Darnell Nurse paired with? Is it Bear or is it Barry? And it could be Bouchard at one point in this season as well. But for now, I'm keeping Barry there. And Barry's turned his game around. And I don't know if it has to do with him playing with Nurse, but... He's really come on. You're kind of seeing that Colorado guy uh, emerge for the Edmonton Oilers, and that is huge. All right, what should we do? Should we get to Coach Dave Tippett first here? Uh, you know what? Why not? Uh, Dave Tippett met with the media today. A lot of good questions, and here is the head coach. Uh, you probably already seen the stat. Uh, last night was the first Oilers win in more than three years without McDavid or Dreisaitl getting on the score sheet. Uh, and, you know, it's a, it's a pretty mind-boggling stat, to be honest. And it sort of begs the question, are these two guys uh, the most irreplaceable duo in hockey history in your opinion? Well, I don't know. I mean, they're when you're, you know, they're two key players on our team that play a lot of uh, offensive situations. And I think it's more a credit to them that, that uh, the amount that they impact the game is every game. If, if, uh, you know, they, they go into a game, they're going to get points most nights. So you're talking about a small percentage of games where they don't get points and then, you know, the rest of the team chips in and wins. But it's to me, that stat is more about how many points, how many games they actually do get points in than, uh, than if they don't get it and our team wins. 
Dave, you got uh, you got a goal from Evan Bouchard last night. Um, you know, Tyson Berry, same thing in almost 25 minutes. You know, Adam Larson's on the ice at the end of the game, defending a lead. Like you're getting some real good contributions from the right side, and Ethan Bear's potentially on his way back. Here. So, yeah, um, it's a good problem to have. But how do you manage uh, all of these guys on the right side that are, are needing ice time and playing well? Well, we'll just take it day by day and see when Bear gets back, see how it goes, but. Uh, our group of D has, uh, you know, we're trying to find the right mix there, but I like that they, even when guys have been out and come back in, like Cuckoo came in last night and, um, you know, the areas that he can impact was the penalty kill. He had three shot blocks in that penalty kill in the, in the second period that were, they were huge for us. So, you know, our, our group of D, we, we said at the start of the year, we've got great depth. We got nine guys here that we feel like we can use. And when they all get in there, they all try to do the job the best they can. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll continue to see if we can find the mix. And that might be game to game on matchups or certain things we're looking at and uh, and how many people will want in certain roles, whether puck moving or PK or PP stuff. So lots of factors there and we'll hopefully find the right mix. You've, you've tried seven defensemen a couple of times. Um, how did you like it being behind the bench? And, and the second part of that is, among those right-shot guys, do you feel you have any options among them to move a guy over to the left side? Well, we've talked about that a little bit. And the 7D, I don't mind the 7D. It, uh, depending on, depending on you know, your back-to-back or depending on usage of that extra forward, how many minutes they're... Uh, they're getting there's a lot of factors that come into play but the 7d is not a not a bad option for us um you know it makes it uh makes it harder for teams to match up on the on the forward lines when you're uh when you got dry or mcdavid that's double shifting now and then it makes it uh, a harder matchup for the other team so there's some advantages some disadvantages you don't get into a rhythm with your d but uh, we'll continue to monitor and we'll we'll find you know the best solutions hopefully each night Hi, Dave. Uh, i just wanted to ask you about the importance of the two goaltenders having two soft two basically starting starting goaltenders that you can rotate through you're seeing yeah. it work in montreal uh with care price and jake allen how big is it to have Mike Smith back and now you can, you can get into a bit of a routine with your goalies here? Well, it's a, it's a big factor, and that's when both of our guys were at their best last year. So getting Schmidt back, it just uh, allows them both to be fresh when they play. Um, you know, Koskinen came in last night and gave us a real strong game. And watching the game, you know, lots of talk about shots on goals, but the, the actual chances for and against – were not near as lopsided as what the shots were. Ottawa threw a lot of pucks at the net. We weren't quick enough to retrieve pucks and 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 have more uh, puck possession. But that being said, Ottawa just they dumped a lot of pucks at the net, but weren't really scoring chances, and uh, the shot totals went up accordingly. But we uh, we needed saves at the right time. Koskinen made one. We had a turnover uh, late in the period that he. Uh, he had a point blank one that he made a great save on. So he came in last night. He gave us a chance to win. And that's all you can ask from your goaltender. If we've got fresh guys going, a fresh guy going every night, hopefully they can do that for us every night. And when it comes to deploying them now, do you look at the schedule or do you kind of go by feel game to game? You know what? It's more by feel right now. Just till we get Schmitty up and going here and then uh, we'll get them both up and playing regular. And then we'll, uh, 
you know, it's going to be a little different than last year because the schedule is so condensed this year. You're, uh, you know, more back-to-backs and more three and fours and four and sixes. So you're going to have to use both of them, whether we get into certain teams that we'd like one guy against more than the other. We'll see how that goes. And on, on a bit of a different note, uh, you know, Montreal obviously is uh, a very famous hockey city. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite memory of going in there, either as a coach or a player, a game or a moment that, that really stands out? Uh, there's lots of, you know, in the old, uh, the old forum was uh, really unbelievable place to play and uh, the history of that. Uh, lots as a player when I played in Hartford, played in this division, it, uh, uh, you know, just, just great memories. I had one, I think it was the first or second time I played in Montreal. We were playing a Saturday night. It was hockey night in Canada and we come up and I remember I came over to the rink early for morning skate and I was out there just kind of looking at the ice and Guy Lafleur came on before Montreal practiced and he was practicing one timers where he used to shoot it from the power play and the offside just, and he had a pail of pucks out there and just hammering them. Every puck was right underneath the crossbar and I'm standing there thinking, I got to go out there and block that one of these times tonight as a penalty killer. And the first time they get a power play, he comes out and he gets a one-timer. I come out to block it, and he hit me right in the toe. And I remember saying to him, I just watched you this morning shoot 50 pucks, running it right underneath the crossbar, and then I come out to block it, you hit me in the toe. That's the first one I saw you hit low. All hit me right in the toe and broke my toe cap on my skate. So there's some great memories here. Some of the playoff series in Montreal were, were great memories and uh, uh, some tough memories, but some some great atmosphere and games and that, so. It's, uh, it's certainly a hockey city. The tradition here and the and the love for the game and the passion for the game makes it uh, great games here all the time. Yeah, it's pretty cool to hear <laughs> tell that story, Guy Lafleur, Montreal. It's just great when you're playing there. And I, I said it yesterday on the post game show. I know there's not going to be any fans there, but I I love when the Oilers play at uh, in Montreal. It's just on Dave Tippett's comments there. Yeah, he's got some interesting decisions to make when uh, Bear is ready to go here. He also said he doesn't mind the 11 and seven. So expect that to uh, expect to see that look a few more times this season. I would assume. I was, he made a good point there. Slater Cuckoo got beat for that goal by Dadanov, but there was one sequence there when he, he blocked a shot with his uh, leg or foot, and you can tell he was in pain. And then another shot comes seconds later, and he absolutely just dives like chest, I don't know what it was, head first into it. And Slater Cuckoo definitely impressing his teammates and his coach with efforts like that. And the tough decision here is I never thought, I know I said my breakout player before the season was Caleb Jones, and Holy crap, was I wrong? Hopefully he, he turns it around, but Legacy has surpassed him. I mean, Russell Cuckoo, obviously, just because they're a lot older and, and uh, veterans in this league, they're they're above him right now. So I don't know when you get Caleb Jones back in there because the truth of the matter is he hasn't been good. I and mean, the Oilers need to win games and be a playoff team. You can't just throw guys in there to work on their game. So it's going to be interesting. I think that's the most intriguing player to watch right now is how they handle Caleb Jones. Uh, he's currently, they got nine defensemen. You got to think he's number nine right now. And just on a side note, uh, how about JP, man? He just keeps impressing. Yeah, he was really good last night. He makes such smart plays. I like his passes now where he's kind of just throwing them into um, into space for Connor or Nuge and all that. And he's uh, doing a lot of good things out there. A lot of good things on his own, carrying the puck. So you got to be impressed with the big fin. Hopefully he keeps it going and, and, and starts scoring uh, some goals. He did hit the post on uh, Monday, 
So uh, yeah, JP keeps on impressing. Before we get to who's sizzling, who's fizzling game cliches, make sure you check out the Locked On Podcast Network. Every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola. Whether it's a look at top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuild of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to who's sizzling, and I didn't think I'd have this guy on the who's sizzling, but it's Jujar Kyra. He is hot right now. You gotta like what he's doing out there. He's he's putting in some good work for the Edmonton Oilers. He's producing right now. He's being physical, and you're noticing him out there. So good on JJ Kyra. Woo! How about who's fizzling? I feel terrible, but I was I was going through the lineup today, and I couldn't think of anyone else, but. Yeah, Kyle Turris. I think this is his fourth time on Who's Fizzling. I just, seriously, guys, who am I supposed to pick from the set of games to start the week? Like, I, I don't know who else to pick. So, Kyle Turris, you definitely need more from him going forward here. So, Kyle Turris, uh, I don't like doing this. It, it pains me, but um, there's just no one else. If you think of anyone else for today's Who's Fizzling, let me know at, on Twitter at HernanDeMan and at LockedOnOilers. How about your cliche of the night? And I'm pretty sure this one came from the Edmonton Oilers. Definitely found a way to win tonight. What was that? Definitely found a way to win tonight. Yeah, no doubt. It wasn't a, a pretty one for the Edmonton Oilers. But the only thing that matters is you got two damn points. They're not all going to be a masterpiece. So Oilers fans, be happy. Because last night on the postgame show, it was like 60% people were upset at the Oilers' effort. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Oilers podcast. Once again, thank you so much for the downloads. Keep those downloads coming. Don't forget to download and subscribe on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes. Check out the Locked On Podcast Network. we got podcasts for NHL, NFL, NBA, and MLB. All doing great, great work. So make sure to check out the network. If you want to connect with me, hit me up on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at Locked On Oilers. Give us a follow. For the Locked On Oilers podcast, I am Hernan, the man talking Los Petroleros. It's game day on Thursday. We'll chat then. postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that's stamps.com code program